Sherry, you know, uh, I, you know, I love titles. Mm -hmm. So I really don't have a profound one. But if I were to talk today, I would talk about reverse roles, reverse mm -hmm. roles. Mm -hmm. And um, there's nothing profound to okay. that. There's, you know, there's no catch in that one today. You're going to see why, though, right? Mm -hmm. Reverse roles. You know, um, it's one thing to look the part. It's another thing to live the part. Yeah. It's one thing to talk about money. It's another thing to earn money. Right. Hallelujah. Yes. A lot of people talk. You know, you see them all the time online. Hit me up. I'll show you how to make five grand. You call them. They like, yo, man, could you, could you sign up, man? Because, like, if you sign up, I get money. <laughs> right. You're like, bro, I thought you was going to show me. I didn't know, like, I was going to have to give. I didn't know I was going to have to give you money. In order for me to get five, you know, I yes. never, <laughs> listen, I understand the pyramid and all of that. Yes. I get it. I get everybody's a hustler and I know that we all need each other on the team to make money. But that, that, that's why I never got into any pyramid scheme. It's like, they always be like, bro, you want to be a millionaire? Because I see the millionaires when I go to the conference. <laughs> be like, yes. why do you only see the millionaire? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of people are mad at me yes. immediately. I'm sorry. I apologize. Messing up the game. I know, I know. But let me just talk about me, right? Like, pray for me. You know, pray for yeah. me. But for me, it was always like, they'd be like, yo, you, yo, you want to make $2,000 in one week? Let me show you how to make $2,000 in one week. You call them up like, yo, bro, how you make two? They'd be like, listen, if you give $75 a month. Right. And get 10 people. In my mind, I'm like, well, why don't you send me 1925 out of the 2000 you were going to give me and keep the 75 that you want me to pay? Just send me. I didn't Yo, need the full two. I was just looking good. for 1925 <laughs> And so the conversation will go sour. I won't be part of the team. And so I don't ever get the 2000 <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is that... <laughs> That has nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. That has nothing to do with that. Is that sometimes you run into people that talk it better than they live it. Yeah. You know, they, their worship is loud in the church. They outpray you. Yeah. They, you know, you start praying, you on some God. Uh, they like God. <laughs> not, yeah. not that we're against that right. or is anything bad, but it's not how loud you pray, mm. right? It's it's when times really do come of testing mm -hmm. and that prayer is being tested is your relationship really what it looks like visually mm -hmm. with god right, right? Yeah. and so 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 the optics at times can make us think something highly of a person more than another. And we live in a world that is big on optics. Yeah. A lot of people look the part, mm -hmm. but when it is tested and the curtains are pulled back, right. the optics are better looking than the actuality. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people that, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people that look rich. True. There's a lot of people that look successful. And the ones sometimes often that don't look successful, the guy with the T-shirt and jeans that you, if you ever walk down the street, be like, yo, man, here's a dollar, bro. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. He might be sitting on something crazy. Yep. The point I'm trying to make is it is better to live it than to talk it and never actually have it happen. Now, let me move away from money and all these other things. In Christianity, mm -hmm. We serve a God that just doesn't want you to PR for him, public relation for him. 
He doesn't need you to look the part because he's powerful enough to help you to experience the part. Yes. You, you see, God is the, 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 the type of God that if he calls you, he can do whatever he calls yes. you. Come on, somebody. Yes. God is the, is the God that says if he's going to save you, he's going to save you. God is the God that says when he, when he, whenever he says something over your life, mm -hmm. you don't have to do it for him. And oftentimes in the Bible, the problem is when God says something to us or God has told us something declared in his word, mm -hmm. it, 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 there's something about us as humans that we've got to kick in right. to help God. Right. Help. To speed up God's process mm -hmm. or to make God look like he's actually, you got to make God look like he's God. Mm -hmm. God does not need you to do that. Right. I'm reminded of Abraham. God mm -hmm. says, I'm going to give you a child. Right. He says, why are you telling me you're going to give me a child? I'm old and my wife is barren. Right. She can't have a child. But how many of you know that that's how God works? Yep. God doesn't speak uh, based on the circumstance. Mm. God speaks and the circumstance acts accordingly. Amen. Amen. Oh, gosh. Amen. Oh, I wish somebody would get that in their spirit. Yeah. We serve a God who when he speaks, the circumstance lines up. So if God looks at a situation, see, man will look at a situation mm -hmm. that is totally dead and say what the situation says, mm -hmm. because logically that's how we're wired. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. That is what it is. Mm -hmm. My wife is barren. I am old. She is old. How in the world? But Abraham's posture, Abraham discovered something about God, that this is not no ordinary God we're dealing with. Mm. This is the sovereign, eternal God of the universe. Right. See, Abraham had come from a family who served false gods, yes, but ran into yes. the true and living God. Yes. And he knew this wasn't a God or an idol that I have to save or build, or right. it was carved with right. my hands. Right. I didn't make this God. Right. This was the God that made me. Yes. And so so therefore, if he says you're going to have a child, mm -hmm. Abraham believed God. Mm -hmm. The problem was that when he believed God, he, he, God probably was not moving on his timetable as fast. <laughs> right. And his wife too, hallelujah, whatever the dilemma there was, they made a decision they're going to help him out. Mm -hmm. And they brought uh, the, the, the Hagar into the picture. And whenever you do that, you even hurt other people. It's true. They hurt that girl. Yes. There was no need for that to happen. That's not the point of my story today, though. But I'm trying to tell you that sometimes when God is doing something in your life, there's a breakdown between us where we're trying to force God's hand. You don't have to. In his timing, God will do whatever he has declared over your life. Just keep trusting. Yes. Just keep praying. Mm -hmm. Just keep enjoying life. Enjoying the seasons because God will do what he says he will do. Amen. Today, my story goes to Jesus, mm -hmm. the Christ. Yes. Jesus was an itinerant preacher. Mm. What that means was he was a traveling man of God. Well, he was, <laughs> I'm bringing Jesus right, right, down to, right, right. To, to, to my level, <laughs> which is terrible. Yeah. But Jesus traveled and declared the good news. Mm. 
And he was declaring the kingdom of God wherever he went. And he would make these stops. And Jesus had friends. Mm -hmm. It's good to have friends. It's good to have people who you can come by and just relax. And he had a good friend by the name of Lazarus. Mm -hmm. You remember Lazarus? Lazarus had two sisters. Their name was Mary and Sherry. Oh. <laughs> You're, you you want to leave? You want to leave now if you know I'm going there? I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Their name was Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. And on the first visit that we are told of that Jesus made to these sisters' house, mm-hmm. something interesting happened there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what happened? I'm sure you do, Sister Sherry, because I've married Martha. <laughs> if you don't know the story of Mary and Martha... These two sisters, good sisters, good sisters, just good people, man. (laughs) Love the Lord. Yeah, they loved. They loved Jesus. They did love Jesus, right? Jesus was their friend. Mm -hmm. They, you know, and Jesus said, "I'm coming to your house." Mm -hmm. And on the first visit, uh, you know how the ladies do, especially my wife. Whenever I have guests over, like dudes will be like. Yo, come to the crib. And the crib will be all messed up. They'll be like, pardon me, man. You know I live here. <laughs> and we chill and watch a game. And a woman will walk in the house. I know. I can hear some guys saying, that's you. I am a cleaner of my house. All right. For the 2% of us guys who really sometimes overlook a dish or two. Right. You know, yeah. Amen. My wife is not like that. My wife has got to clean from the roof to the crawl space. I mean, ain't nobody going in the crawl space. <laughs> got to be clean. They might look. If they looking in the crawl space, they need to leave my house. You creep. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. Pray for me. <laughs> But but the thing about it is that I discovered that my wife is not, she doesn't only do this when guest is over. My wife is constantly busy. I'll come to my wife and be like, Cher, I just want to show you love today. Can I hug you? She said, is this hug going to take long? (laughs) Why, Cher? And I'm all deep. I'm like, you know, let's look back at 2020. People are passing away. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. All we got is each other. I just want to hug you with, with the love in my heart. She's like, can you just make this quick? <laughs> I know. Because I got work to do. Yeah, it's got my routine. Because her mind, I, I'm thinking we might die. She's thinking, but if we live, it's got to get done. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't die, it's got to get done. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. And you are always busy. Yeah. That was Martha. Martha was always making sure everything has to be in place. It has to. We've got to do this. My wife, my wife is the type of person like that. You, you know, and you might be a woman like that. Where Mary, the other sister, she was just chilly chilling. Yeah. She was like, man, Jesus is coming to the house. There's always going to be work. There's not always going to be the opportunity to sit at his feet. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus shows up to the house. There's guests all over the house. People are sitting there just listening to the wisdom. Jeez, I don't know. I wish I was there to hear that conversation. You know, the the moments that, that, oh man, they just hung with Jesus. And he's talking and he's having a good time. And there Mary was. 
And she was chilling, laughing. Oh, that's a funny story. Oh, wow, that was deep. Oh, life being changed and challenged. Oh, this is Jesus. And she's enjoying this, enjoying this. After all, if Jesus comes to your house, what's the point of having Jesus right. in your house if right. you ain't going to get Jesus? Right, it's true. Yeah. Not, not Martha. <laughs> Instead of Martha enjoying Jesus... She's over there. She's like, look how many people is in the room. Oh, my gosh. We got to feed all of them. I got to run to Costco. I got to get more. <laughs> Water. Juice. All right. All right, Martha. <laughs> I got to get more. I got to get more. This. I got to do this. I got to put all this in place. Mm -hmm. And so she's so busy. She's so busy. I got to get this done. Got to get this done. And, and she is so, the Bible says, if you put up that first scripture for me, this is what the Bible says about um, on their first encounter. Mm -hmm. Right? The Bible says... In Luke chapter 10, verse 40, but Martha was distracted. Mm. Hmm. Hallelujah. Mm. She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Mm -hmm. And she was so distracted that she took it out on Jesus. I, I want to stop right there for a second. I want to I want to stop right there for a second and just preach to Sherry. Oh Lord! <laughs> I just want to tell you something today. I'm joking. <laughs> Sometimes the preparations are not wrong, but if you never take time to be with Jesus, mm -hmm. and this is not about Sherry, this is about us, because yeah. I'm like Martha. In other aspects of my life, right. I'm constantly doing. Mm -hmm. The other day I told my wife something because I was thinking to, to myself. The Lord was saying, you don't, as an entrepreneur, as a pastor, you don't stop working. Mm -hmm. It will yeah. be 11 o'clock at night and you will get up and work. It will be 12. It will be. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to just do this and stop at a certain hour. So I was getting that revelation because in my mind, I was saying to myself, when I keep doing and doing and I get what is called burnt out, mm -hmm. the God that I'm doing it for is the one who I get mad at. Yeah. Because I start saying, how can I be doing this and you don't heal me? Mm. Well, because it is cool to work for me. And it's cool to do things for me, but if you don't stop and receive from me, right. all that you're doing for me is going to become not so enjoyable anymore. You, you, you understand that? Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so I turned to Sister Sherry and I said, Sister Sherry, after five o'clock every day, we're not going to do any work. And she just looked at me like I had 10 heads, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and you just keep working and working and I'm the same way I keep working and working and what happens is that when you are not taking time to spend with God praying reading have you ever been so busy with the work of God that you actually think you're spending time with God only to realize I really haven't read my Bible I haven't really prayed a sincere prayer. I think I am. I think I'm in connection with him. 
I know we cool, but I have not really sat and said, Father, I ask you to touch my heart today and pray. Yeah. And, and sometimes you can be so busy. And when, when the overwhelmingness of the task becomes so heavy, instead of blaming the task and blaming the right people, that's when you lash out on God. And she lashed out on Jesus. And look at what she said to the guest, y'all. Look at this. Amen. She said, the Bible says she was distracted with all the preparations. And look at this. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care? That, that's, that's some harsh words to say to Jesus. She said, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. You know, th this could go a whole nother way right now. Sometimes the doing is not just because the task has to be done. The doing is because you're worried about something else. It's a distraction from something else. The reason you're chasing is not because you just want to live comfortable. It's something else you're worried about. The fear of failure. The fear of what a mother said to you that you would never amount to nothing might come true. The fear of what an in-law or an outlaw <laughs> said, you'd never this. You should never. The fear of somebody's going to be more successful than you. The fear of God might not ever help me if I don't. And really, you're worried and upset. And what you're doing it's not really being done. It's being done because there's something else happening. Mm -hmm. Jesus went on to say, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. He told, he said, Mary, I, and I didn't put all that part up there, right? But this is what he said, because I'm, I'm getting ready to move from this point. Mm -hmm. You're going to see role reversal. Mm -hmm. One thing I like about Martha is don't count her out yet. Yeah. Come on, somebody. He said, Martha, you worried, you out here doing all this stuff, you distracted. And then he said, Mary, she's chosen to do the right thing. She's sitting at my feet. But how many know it's easy to sit at Jesus' feet when he's just hanging out in the house and nothing is wrong in the house and someone else is taking care of everything in the house? It's easy. <laughs> and Martha looks like the bad one. Mm -hmm. Mary probably looked over and said, I heard you went to Jesus. <laughs> you, you know how people do. Mary at the end of the night probably said, you know, it's because you my sister. I like you. But I heard that little stunt you pulled with Jesus. I heard you went and told him that he should tell me to get up and work. But he told you I was right. Huh? right. You know, if Jesus tell you you're right, like you're right. right. Like if Jesus came in that's, an argument here yes, and told me I was right, 
You would never <laughs> hear the end of that. I'd be like, Jesus, Jesus told me I'm right. So I could imagine what that was like. But don't you count Martha out for a second. Because it's not sitting at his feet when it's convenient. It's when it gets rough. It's not where your posture is when it's easy. And don't get me wrong, Mary is indeed choosing the right but I want to see, can you do that mm. when it's not in this circumstance? Right. And Martha, you can't count her out because it only took her one time to get the message. Mm. You see, we often preach about her yeah. here. We don't go on. Mm. There's another encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And can I take you to that? Yes. That encounter begins with Jesus. Hallelujah talking to some of his disciples. Let's go to it. Put my next scripture up. So Jesus is hanging with his disciples in John 11. And after he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. Mm -hmm. Let me remind you who Lazarus was. He's their brother. He said, Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. Mm -hmm. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So they said, in other words, they like, listen, if the man sleep, he going to be fine. We, we got to go there to wake a grown man up for. These disciples be tripping, y'all. <laughs> Jesus, so, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not. Whoa, 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 whoa. A man dead, and Jesus said, and I'm glad I wasn't there. Like, on purpose, I didn't go, and I'm glad I didn't go. And for your sake, I'm glad I'm not there, so that you may believe. What are you saying here, Jesus? I'm saying that sometimes I let a thing die so that you could find me. I don't know who that was for. Sometime I let something go to the bottom of the barrel because that's the only time you're going to see who I am. Sometimes it got to come to a year like 2020. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's got to come to break you, to to make you then turn from that to see who he is. He's rolling with some guys and he's about to die. This is really coming close to the crucifixion. And he's like, I'm with y'all and y'all still don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad he's dead because y'all in a couple of days I'm gonna die and if you don't get that I am who I am you gonna miss it and so he said I'm glad the man is dead Mm -hmm. so that you may believe Mm -hmm. sometimes God allows you to go through some things and it brings you closer to him it gives you a greater level of understanding of who he is Look at what he says. He said, and for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, he said uh, to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Because they're going into a town that, you know, they was trying to kill Jesus. So Jesus is like, let's go. And they're like, all right, so if he did, let's all just go die. These disciples on another level. You know, in preaching and supporting cash, there's another sermon here that I'm missing. There's some people that always want to tell Jesus 
how he should do what he's going to do in their life. Well, I guess if you're going to lead me down this path, you must want me to die for your sake. Maybe he's not leading you down there to kill you, but to show you that he's life. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, just let's go. Like Jesus never been there before. <laughs> you, you know, you ever did that to Jesus? Like God allows you to go through a circumstance. You're like, I guess you've never been here. Right. If you've been here, you'd understand. Mm-hmm. I heard a preacher say the other day that they love that God became incarnate as Jesus because in doing so, he was now able to relate to man. I said, I understand that being a man, he was subjected to the same things we were like. But God didn't need to become us to relate to us. God doesn't need to become man in order to have the man experience. He's God. (laughs) And don't you ever forget that, right? And so... (laughs) So there's another sermon there. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting distracted like Martha. <laughs> that's two from, sermons. That's Thomas. <laughs> Thomas messing me up. So look at what the Bible says in verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead in the tomb four days. Now, this is a whole nother sermon that I'm going to preach closer to, mm-hmm. you know, about what's happening there. So he's been dead for four days. Mm-hmm. Put it back up. Put it back up. And watch this. It says, now Bethany was less than what? Two miles from Jerusalem. Do you see that? It was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And what does the Bible say? Many Jews Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them. So this is basically a house where they're having a a grieving. Mm -hmm. This, This ain't like the first meeting. Everybody's chilling. This, this ain't, hey, we hanging with Jesus today. This is, a man is dead in the house. The big brother is dead. And the Bible says people are coming from Jerusalem and they're showing up to the house. Now, 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 now watch this. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've been as a pastor to many occasions like this mm-hmm. where somebody's dead. And people show up to the house and they come to the door and they're, they're solemn and some in tears, remembering who Lazarus was and right. how people who had a lot of fun hanging out with these folks is crying and coming in and they're seeing Mary and Martha and they're saying condolences, condolences. But one man is not showing up. He's died the first day and a man didn't show up. As a matter of fact, while he was sick, they were calling. They were trying to get this man, but he's not coming when, they, when the boy is sick. The big brother is sick and they're trying to, who can we get? They call doctors, they call everybody, and they said, you got to send for his friend Jesus. Jesus loves Lazarus. This is his friend. You know, Jesus had 12 disciples, but often do you hear about like yeah. just friends, people who supported and prayed for him and and and, and hung with him and, and he had a place, hallelujah, to just be around. This was his friend, so they said, listen, send for Jesus, the, the miracle worker. He's got a personal miracle worker in his life who's his friend. Send for him. And he's sick and the man does not even show up. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like so I've been through it and it has happened to me. Mm -hmm. 
So now definitely he's going to show up. Right. Day one of him being dead, he doesn't show up. Day two, he doesn't show up. There are guests coming from all over, traveling. People coming in from Jerusalem. People coming from everywhere to show condolences. The funeral happens. They bury him and put him in the tomb. And Jesus still didn't even come to the funeral. Do you know why Jesus doesn't come to funerals? Because Jesus don't do Dead, he does. Oh my God, I need my church building right now. Jesus don't come to funerals because resurrection don't come to dead. Resurrection is life. Hallelujah. The problem with a funeral is that the thing is dead. If you bring Jesus to the dead thing, then the dead thing is going to come to life. So if you want to have a funeral, hallelujah, and you want to have dead things, then you might not want to invite Jesus. Because if, if it's going to stay dead, that means God meant for it to die. But if God meant for it to live and you bring him in the situation, it's going to live again. And so Jesus didn't even come to the funeral. And I could imagine these sisters at this point and then all of a sudden four days after he's dead laid up in the tomb somebody running the house mary martha what is it child jesus is coming what for what does he want? Maybe that was the attitude. Mm -hmm. I just know the roles reversed. Mm -hmm. The first time he was coming, one was too busy and distracted to sit at his feet. Look at what the Bible says. Let's go to the word. You enjoying this, Sister oh, Sherry? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. For on the arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was less and people came from all over. Let's jump down. Hallelujah. And look at this in 19. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary uh, to, in comfort, to comfort them in the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. I don't want to know if you can sit at his feet when it's easy. I want to know if you can keep that same energy. Somebody write in the chat room, keep the same energy when it isn't as convenient to sit at his feet. And look at this. Look at this. 21. Look at this. Lord Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Oh, that shows a lot of faith. 
And a lot of people preached that and said, look at how she's accusing Jesus. She's saying, if you had been here, no, 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 no. Read to 22. 22 says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. See, a lot of us stop at 21 because it serves a purpose to accuse Jesus. But this woman has got a different attitude. Last time she was busy cooking and running a Costco. Now she's like the answer is here. I know my brother's dead four days. And she ran out and she said, you know what, Jesus? I know. I know you're late. Had you been here? For sure, I know he wouldn't have died. And you know what? Even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask for. Now, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Now, theologically, she doesn't know much. So she answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said, no, no, no. Last time you got a revelation. Now you're going to get another revelation. He said, Jesus said this to her. I am. Hallelujah. The resurrection in the life. And the one who believes in me will live even though they die. I told you Jesus don't do funerals. Look at this. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Here's the question. Here is the question now. Do you, Martha, believe this? She could have said, hold on, Jesus. No, no, no. She said, yes, Lord. She replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. In other words, let's get this done, Jesus. Let's get my brother back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you said a thing, it is, oh my God. What I'm trying to say here is that we serve a God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is who he says he is. One sister on the first time. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to close. Was so busy and distracted. While the other one was receiving from Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at Mary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't you think I was going to beat Mary up now? Sometimes when you got a great relationship with Jesus, you have the illusion that nothing bad will happen to you. And when it does happen in your life, you don't even know how to approach him. You don't even know how to process being in relationship with Jesus. It's not like Jesus don't know Lazarus. It's not like this is just a townsperson. This is his friend. And this is someone I've sat at his feet. He even told Martha, I was right. And he didn't show up and now he's late. I don't know if I'm ready to talk to him now. He's really impacting both of them. He's trying to say to Martha the first time around, don't be worried, I'm here. She got it. 
And he's trying to say to Mary, it's good now, but when it's bad, you need to be sitting here too. I got to teach you that too. He's teaching both a lesson. Which one are you? You might be the person that's so busy, but when you get it, you get it. Or you might be the person who everything is so smooth right now. It's going to come a moment. And the Lord says to both, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, the rest of the story goes on and gets crazy. We got to wait till Easter for all of that. But I'm done here. If you're watching me today, I want you to know today that you don't have to go through life and not really trust Jesus through it all. When it's good, somehow you still are distracted and you can't enjoy the good, like Martha. Mm -hmm. Or you might enjoy the good, but when it's bad, right. you don't know how to cope with that. Which one are you? Whichever one you are, Jesus is still who he is. Yes. And you want to get to a place to where you trust him mm -hmm. when it's good. When it's bad. Mm -hmm. Let me pray with you today. If you've never asked Christ into your heart, you want to start there. Mm -hmm. Pray with me. Say, Father God, Father God I, ask I ask you to come into my life, come into my life and, forgive me and forgive me of all my sins. All my sins. I, repent, I repent and I thank you, I thank that, you, you the that you are the resurrection and the life. And the life. Bring me, Bring me to, life again. to life again and newness. And new of spirit, of spirit in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Thank, you for dying thank you for dying and rising from the dead, from the dead that, I may live that I may live in Jesus name, in Jesus name. amen thank you for watching once again we pray blessings on you and your family and we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City we believe the Lord has called us here it cost us we are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry and if you're watching and you feel led to sow you can go to churchcityusa.com you can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you and uh, we love you and we want to continue to do the work of the ministry.